Hey everybody, it's Jamie Dew. Welcome back to the Towel and Basin podcast. Uh, today it's just me in here. Don't have Joe with me on the microphone today. He's actually behind the little switchboard. Uh, but I do have somebody in here with me today, Dr. Craig Garrett, who uh, is our Dean of Students here at NOBTS and Level College, and also one of our counseling profs. And uh, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm really glad to have the opportunity. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to, to be able to just kind of do something like this. But I think today is especially important. Today, what we're going to talk about in the podcast, uh, I brought him in because he does, in addition to his administrative responsibilities with us, uh, Dr. Garrett also teaches counseling here and right. deals especially with things like anxiety, depression, and things of those natures. Um, and the context of our, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to deal with anxiety and depression, especially in traumatic situations. The context of our um, discussion today is it's Friday, March 20th, 2020. Uh, we are knee-deep, smack dab in the middle of a national and global crisis with COVID-19. Uh, as we speak today, uh, our city and our state are pretty close to lockdown. It's not quite there yet. They're not using that language, but it's down to essential personnel everywhere we go. Uh, it's a serious situation, not just here in Louisiana and New Orleans specifically, but throughout the country and throughout the world. And so there's a moment where there's a lot of anxiety. Uh, this discussion, so that's the context of it. This discussion, obviously, man, this applies to so many other moments, though. So we, we, we are doing a broader podcast here. It, but It certainly does. I mean, this, if anything, is just the, uh, the situation that brings it to the right. surface and that's lets right. us see it maybe more plainly than we normally get to do. That's right. Yeah. And in moments like this, uh, so today in this context, but again, for anybody else goes through uh, other types of traumatic moments, you find in moments like this a couple things. Number one, for those who have never really dealt a lot with anxiety or depression or things of that nature, Mm -hmm. they find themselves in this moment dealing with it maybe for the first time, and they don't know what to do about that, and they that freaks them out a little bit, the fact that they're dealing with it. And then second of all, for people that, yeah, they are prone to deal with this type of stuff, boy, it just amplifies. No no doubt. And, And I think both are true, and you make an excellent point that this is the kind of situation that anxiety is is made for. Mm-hmm. And that seems like a strange way to say that, but there's a sense in which as God has created us as as uh, as as people in our wholeness, we experience a broad range of emotions mm-hmm. and anxiety serves a purpose. Yeah, I was uh explaining something like that to my kids, one of the movies um you know, kids movies they have all sorts of funny things in <laughs> yeah, them and yeah. good things in them and right. crazy things in them. But occasionally some pretty significant insights. And yeah. one of my favorite movies to watch with our kids is the movie Inside Out. Are you familiar Absolutely. with this? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And you've got every little character in the, the mind mm-hmm. of the child, and each represents a, an emotion. And they all have a place. That's right. But yeah. you start off the movie thinking at the beginning, the perspective of the movie is that some of these emotions are just always bad. Right. And unwelcome. Right. And, right. and we should do everything we can to just suppress them and keep right. them in place. But as it turns out, as the story progresses, and I think this is quite right, is that as the story progresses, there is an actual place where every emotion is needed and each serves its role at the right time. And it does seem to me, I mean, so anxiety, for example, right. man, there's there actually is a time to freak out a little bit. Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's what this reaction is, is for. And if you think about anxiety, you don't just think it in your mind, you feel it in your body, right. don't you? That's so right. if you have that rush of 
of, uh, of the chemical processes in your body that put you on heightened awareness or you find yourself with a little uh, uh, uncomfortable feeling in the pit of right. your stomach or your neck muscles get tight or, or something like that. It's just a sign that you're on alert. And right. that serves a great purpose. If, right. uh, if, if something dangerous is coming, it puts you at the ready to protect yourself. That's right. You need to be alert. Yeah, absolutely. And we wouldn't be without anxiety. Absolutely. So that a person feels this in this moment, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong per se with them? or, or No, not like at that. all, not at all. And I think if we took stock of ourselves, if we were just to look back over the past month, even before this current crisis started, mm-hmm. We would find times that we felt more and less anxious, and I mm-hmm. think that ebbs and flows according to the situation around us. Mm-hmm. So if I could do one thing for people, it would just be to normalize the fact that, that we're, all, we're all feeling this way to some degree. Our personalities are a little different, so mm-hmm. it feels a little different to different people. It's magnified a little more in some people. Some people uh, don't experience it quite as much outwardly, but everybody's experiencing it. And, and when it's in the normal range of anxiety, a, regu- a relatively healthy range, it serves a purpose. So, right. so it's okay. okay. Uh, don't beat yourself up if yeah. you're feeling a little anxious right now. So there's a sense in which part we take some of the pressure off simply by cutting ourselves a little slack absolutely. by the fact that, yes, you're going to be anxious in this moment. You're supposed to. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Now, having said that, though, we do have to deal with it and we do have to keep moving forward. Um, so let me ask this question. What can people do? In response to now a, a hefty dose of of anxiety in these moments, let's start with the spiritual side of things. Right, right. How do prayer, scripture reading, those things play into this? Absolutely. When you think about it, um, our our spiritual lives have been interrupted in a way. Mm-hmm. I mean, even those of us in our tradition that doesn't focus so much on a on a very detailed liturgy, mm-hmm. we kind of have a liturgy anyway. Right. We, we go to worship together on Sundays. We serve or we learn on other, at other times of the week. There are things that we normally do. We usually mm-hmm. do those things together, right. and all of that's been taken away from us. Right. Uh, we may be finding ourselves uh, doing worship corporately uh, on the Internet, right. which just doesn't feel the same. It, it doesn't, and I think um, we have to admit the fact that it doesn't Absolutely. feel normal because it's not normal. Um, but I noticed, uh, and so last week, again, the context of this conversation as we're having it, uh, pretty much throughout the nation, we're one week removed from our first Sunday where churches started doing this. And there was some churches did it, some other churches didn't. This coming Sunday, I suspect per, the majority will do it, and for weeks to come, probably the majority are going to do it. I would just want to say to everybody out there, you know, when we first have to go there, you know, the tendency will be to put the theological hat on for a second and ask questions like, are we abandoning what the Scriptures tell us to do? Look, it's hard to say that in a moment of emergency when we have to do something for a stretch of a couple weeks or a couple months that we've abandoned our theological foundations. Agreed. These are the moments that we're in. And so I would encourage people, it is outside the normal liturgy of our life, so Mm -hmm. to speak. But man, embrace it for what it is, and let's at least get the very most out of it we can get. Absolutely. This, uh, ironically, I think, can turn out to be an opportunity to grow in ways that we wouldn't have grown if we hadn't been presented presented with this challenge. Mm-hmm. Just the way that stress keeps bones, bones healthy and, right. and exercise keeps muscles healthy. There is a sense in which when we tackle something like this, when we do that as a family, when we do that as a community – there are ways that we can grow and we can mm-hmm. be we can be strong in ways we wouldn't have if we hadn't been presented with this particular challenge. Not to discount the fact that anxiety is real and it feels bad. It's right. it's no it's fun. Terrible. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> 
but there there can be some good that, that yeah. comes of it. Sure. Now, what about so praying and yeah. scripture and specifically praying scripture? Absolutely. Through that. You know, I was talking with one of my colleagues the other day, a, a wise wise woman and friend, uh, Dr. Kathy Steele, who uh, who was recommending just praying the Psalms. Mm. Uh, open the Psalms and read them. Most of us are familiar with them. They're easily read privately. They're easily read aloud. Mm-hmm. Return those as a prayer to the mm. Lord. You will find more than likely that as you read the experiences of David, uh, the the authors of these right. these beautiful uh, beautiful uh, piece parts of Scripture, that you're going to resonate with some of the things that they were feeling at the time. It helps us realize that uh, that the experience of humanity hasn't changed all that much. That's right. It gives us some kind of a structure that we can use to pray back to the Lord. If something doesn't apply to you, I, I say, I don't want to sound flippant about right. the way we approach the Word, but move on to the next one. Right. <laughs> you know, you're probably going to find something in the in the revelation of, uh, of God's Word to us that, right. that, that you find to be meaningful and that you can turn around and share with your kids, you can right. share with your spouse, you can share with those around you, or most importantly, share with somebody who doesn't have the hope of Christ. Yeah, one thing I... I love to say and point out about Scripture is that it is not a sterile uh, book. It is not a sterile collection of writings in this sense. It's it's not like it's just factual dissemination. The writers of the Psalms in particular, the gospel writers, they ush and gush with existential reality, yes. meaning the psalmist, when they wrote these cries to God, they were exactly that. They were deep existential groanings before God of anguish or stress or despair and so often they they it's you read these people and these writings and and you clearly have a sense that they, they know exactly what it is like it's so real yeah. and in, and so in that sense it, it helps because there's something that we resonate with that that resonates deeply within us but then the pattern is always, I find, there's this real super-duper honest anguish before God that's being expressed, right? and then inevitably there's a turn in, in the Psalms where the psalmist will now look up back to God Yet I will praise you. and, and yeah. find his footing before God in the strength of the Lord and locate his or her hope there in those places. And so... Um, no doubt. No doubt. And I, th- I think that's, that's so true. And, you know, as we make changes to the normal ways that we go about our spiritual walk, especially if we have families. Mm-hmm. You know, as parents, we're really concerned about the ways that that our kids are fed spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say there, too, give yourself a little bit of a break. Try mm-hmm. not to have too rigid a recipe for exactly what it has to look like. Mm-hmm. Do something and do it to the best of your ability and do it according to the wisdom that the that that the Holy Spirit provides to you, those that that are around you might recommend to you, that your mm-hmm. pastor, your your mm-hmm. leaders might suggest. But realize that yeah, it may not go off exactly like right. you intend. Right. And everyone in your household is feeling the stress, feeling the strain. Uh, kids may act up a little bit. They may be a little more sullen. They may be who knows what. Right, right. Um, and and everybody's approaching this kind of from their own perspective. Right. right. Yeah. So those are um, very helpful 
uh, insights to kind of scripturally and, and prayerfully to for folks dealing with anxiety. All right, other, so maybe some other more practical practical things that they can do through these moments. Yeah. What what are some things they can do there? So I think sometimes we focus on the list of things we can't do. Right. You know, we pull up <clears throat> in our case, you know, nola.com or something and we see right. the the list of stuff that we should not go out right. and do. And those are very real and we need to follow those things as as carefully as we can. Um, there are a lot of things we can do. Mm-hmm. We are still gifted with uh, with nature that's around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're part of a creation. Uh, we are uh, members, in a sense, of that creation. Mm-hmm. We steward it. We shepherd it. But we but we draw from it as well. Mm-hmm. Get outside. Breathe the air. Um, mm-hmm. Look at the sky and the birds and listen for things that you might not normally listen to uh, if if we're inside listening to a, a 24-7 news channel right. or or have our face on our phones reading Twitter or whatever the right. case is. And you know, take advantage of that. There, it, It's kind of hard to undersell it, honestly. Yeah. And the research is certainly there. The people that research things like anxiety will show uh, pretty clearly that getting outside uh, things like Hiking, walking, camping, uh, taking walks with people you love, right. uh, playing a little family game of, of soccer, uh, <laughs> so, something like that. Yeah, to be careful to wipe down the soccer ball. No, no. Well, hands. I'm thinking but, knees uh, and hips. <laughs> that's and... right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Be, you do this to the uh, right. <laughs> to the extent that your body is is able yeah. to do it. But but we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't fail to take advantage of that. And as I walk around campus and drive around campus, I see people out and about. They're maintaining their social distancing. They're being responsible for the people. around around them, uh, but they're out and they're walking and they're they're talking, and I, I think it's an important thing we can do, mm. definitely. Amen. We had to look at the community around us that we've got. Mm-hmm. There are still a lot of ways to maintain community. Mm-hmm. Um, I've probably called my older relatives more since this right. started than, right. I, than I would have in yeah. another situation, and that blesses them. It blesses me. So yeah. it's a way for us to receive... But also to give back, right. you know, to sow into others. Right. That's something we can we can definitely do. Yeah. Well, good. Uh, well, I appreciate you joining me today. Hey, just so everybody knows, about ten minutes before I walked in here to do this, I said, "Hey, Craig, I need you to come in here with me and uh, <laughs> do this podcast." Uh, good news is he's part of a great team around here that teaches counseling, and they talk about these things and think about them every single day. So I knew he was up for it. Uh, but I appreciate you very, very short notice uh, responding in real time to the needs of our students and to our family right now. I'm grateful for you. Hey, I'm happy to do it. it. It's a blessing and a privilege every single day. And uh, and I'm just pleased that we're working through this as proactively yeah. and, and as positively as we can. Every member of this community is yeah. is so important to yeah. us. And they've been fantastic, too. Absolutely. It's been Stressed, neat to see. but very clearly honoring Christ and loving people, and it's, been, it's just been beautiful to be a part of. So. It has. Grateful to God for all of you folks. Uh, hope that you're um, – hope that you have – a wonderful day, weekend, month, whatever is before you. Um, again, our context here is in the middle of a, a crazy moment, um, but we remember and we recall that our God has us and that we're going to be fine. So whatever, whenever you listen to this, under whatever circumstances you listen to this, uh, turn your heart and turn your mind to the Lord, and He will give you help. Love you. God bless you. We'll see you the next time. P.S. One thing we did forget to mention in this, uh, we just want to hit real quick. Uh, what if that anxiety is getting overbearing and a place where danger, uh, suicide, right. and things of that nature? So when we look at 
emotions like anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. we realize that, yes, there's a sense in which they're common to all of us. They're part of our creation. It's a natural thing to feel. Sometimes it goes beyond that. So as a counselor, what we would be looking at is things like duration. How long has this lasted? How many symptoms does a person have altogether at once? Mm-hmm. Um, how severe are those symptoms? Sometimes that can be a little difficult uh, for for people to know themselves. And so sometimes mm-hmm. they just want to chat with somebody. Um, that doesn't have to be terribly formal. It doesn't have to be ongoing, right. but we've got resources for that. So. Right. If you are a person who knows that you've had some issues with anxiety, that it's risen to the point of needing clinical attention in the past, then this may be a time when that's increased. And if that's the case, again, follow the same advice that we've given you before. Call the dean of students' office. Mm -hmm. Stop in. Uh, We are, at least for the time being, here. Uh, So as long as the office is open, you're always welcome to do that. Or email us at dos at nobts.edu. Tell us what you're feeling. Let us reach out to you and see if there's some way that we can resource you. We've got options for that. We have counselors on campus. We have uh, people who would be happy just to give you a a little extra care and help make sure that you're okay. Good. All right. So for all of our students, anxiety for all of us is normal, but if it's acute, if it's reaching serious points, reach out to us. Let us know how we can help. Certainly if you're having thoughts uh, of harming yourself, if you're mm-hmm. having thoughts that are very negative about yourself, mm-hmm. uh, if if the shame just seems to be ramping up, those sorts of things, call and talk with somebody. We can, we can help you out. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks, man. Hey, everybody. This is Jamie and Joe again. If you like this podcast, would you leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts? That helps other people find it. And if you have any questions, we'd love to hear about them. Just go to jamiedude.com slash questions and send them in that way. And we'll take a look at the most frequently asked questions and give them a shot.